This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by Twitch. This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by RotoJolt. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, hey. and clearly Canadian, the traitor, <laughs> CJ Gibson. Good. Final show. <laughs> What's up? Wait, uh, can you come back on the show in a couple weeks? Or maybe next week, I think. Mm. Yeah, but, okay. uh, but yeah, CJ says he has something planned. Oh. <laughs> For this for his, show? Yeah, for for next week. For, oh, next, for week. next week. Yeah, okay. for next week. What right. is it? If it works out, well, yeah. well, I can't say. Are You guys are all here, right? Nobody's going to Gamescom here. None of us are going to Gamescom. There we go. Well, then it can happen. Okay. Right, so we'll see. We'll do it. Uh, yeah. You, the, what we are just uh, mentioning, um, you may have seen on Twitter, CJ posted he's leaving IGN. Yes. it's uh, the, So when I actually post it on Twitter, now it feels very real. Everybody's now it like, feels real? If, it does. You, you know, you have that tunnel vision where when you do something, you're like, okay, I can't take this back now. And yeah. again, being a fan of IGN for a lot of years and being involved since 2006, it was very surreal, but I appreciate all the comments and yeah, still, still setting in. Pretty crazy. Moving up to Seattle, slowly and steadily making your way back to your homeland. <laughs> Potentially, that's the <laughs> that's the that's the that's that, the real goal. That's always the dream. That's the goal. So yeah, a lot of that stuff. I mean, we're uh, we're we're figuring out, but definitely more uh, to announce next week on the show. Okay, yeah. and I know it's you know everyone. We always say you know we're sad to see you go, but we wish you the best. I'm actually really mad at CJ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wish him the best at all. That's fair. Not even hiding. That's it. been no. that's been the sentiment. I, I will say just being on the show the last you know how many months and. I am, you know, again, having these moments where I'm just going like, oh, at IGN, there's been so many great times, but I've probably laughed the hardest on this show. <laughs> and it's usually because of Sam's immature, childish nature immature. that I, I appreciate. Would, and I don't just, understand why you're telling us this this week. <laughs> it what are you going to say next week? It's, how, it's am all I going to be greater right now, and so. you get to tell me even greater things? It, it depends week? how this episode goes. <laughs> It's been fun cracking you up, CJ. It's been fun. Yeah, it's really, really good having you on the show. You've been, but the uh, point is not to crack you up. The point is to win 20 questions, and I can't <laughs> emphasize that enough. I think we've established that I, by far, am the worst 20 questions player of all time. No, you're but not. but no, you're not. The, the record is actually okay. I feel like I help in the earlier oh areas. So. I, forgot the, I forgot the most important part <laughs> of our show, the August 1994 issue of EGM. <laughs> oh. I have to go and get it. There you go. Okay. I'd like to send CJ to go and get it. Yeah, do you, I, I feel like... It's on my desk. It's on your desk? Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to go get it? Yeah. yeah. As a producer, I'm going to go get it. You guys okay. vamp. We'll be right Thank back. Thank you, CJ. Do you yeah. know where Damon sits? I, I, th I think I do. Okay. I'll, I'll find out. It's what? got Super Return of the Jedi on the cover. Oh, sweet. Okay. <laughs> but we're not going to vamp. We're just going to go. No, we got to go because we're, we we're going to have a little bit of a truncated episode this week. This week has gotten away from us. I posted this in the uh, Facebook group yesterday but when we were about to record Games Group. The door to this studio decided to lock itself. No one could get inside. And in fact, one of our producers, Brian Malkowitz, was trapped inside for about 30 minutes. We had to call a repairman to come and My favorite thing remove about that, the door. So I was uh, chatting with Malkowitz about a work project. And he's like, oh, I can't get to that right now. I'm stuck in the studio. And I'm like, oh, there's a shoot running long or something. Yep. But no, he was, no, he was literally yeah. trapped in the studio, which I did not find out until I'm hours. looking for escape routes. Do you think you could climb up and over any part of this? Uh, Anne, who sits on the other side of that wall, says she can hear us when we're recording this show. So <laughs> maybe that through that way is our escape route. Well, I know she's a big fan, too. So. She's a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Tap the parts of the wall, find the hollow parts. Um, I shout out to the person in the uh, comments of my post on Facebook who said uh, the Brian he must just not have killed all the enemies in the room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, sometimes too, it's just like 
You just have to restart that room because Ooh, you, something you didn't Probably. trigger, the game doesn't know, and then you, know, yeah. you have to... Malkowitz, are you still hearing the combat music? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to uh, dive into that issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly in a little bit. Uh, but first, let's talk about one of our absolute favorite topics here on GameScoop, Nintendo Entertainment System cartridges. Nice. Naturally. One of the most expensive uh, and the oh, most... Oh, we're talking about this. This is a Seattle story. Oh. Related to yep. CJ's uh, future. We're actually talking about a, a used game store in Seattle, which I guess we can say now, that's where CJ's going to work. <laughs> yeah. A used game store. That would be so cool. <laughs> Heard it here first. Oh, a really good position Scoop. for an associate manager. Exclusive. Uh, stop open up. <laughs> CJ, what's the going rate of Super R-Type? Loose. Uh, uh, let me check the magazine here. Mm. No, no. Worn labels. That, he, that no, can't no. even make a can't even make a joke about it. He has <laughs> no. no idea. No idea. I would say ten dollars. <laughs> That's, That's it. Pretty generous. Super Super R- R- okay. okay. Loose. Loose. Okay. Just the cartridge. Um. The reason we're talking about NES carts is a very rare NES cart was traded into a used game store in Seattle. Uh, what last week, I guess. Yeah, no, no, uh, this week. This it was week. just a couple of days ago, and then it was immediately resold because the market is so hot right now. But the Nintendo World Championship cartridge, like ships cartridge, uh, we we get to report on this frequently because it's just like a pop. It's very popular with our audience, which is cool because it's like a notable holy grail of collecting that. And I would say. Um, uh, stadium events that's a really rare NES game and mm. stuff like that. Uh, there's been uh, a lot of talk recently, too, about a Super Mario Brothers cartridge that went for $100,000 recently, too, which is silly. And uh, the, the reason that that's happening is that there's just a, the video game uh, collecting market is just exploding right now. And uh, it has, you know, always gone, uh, games have been going up in value for a while, but now it's really hot. And the reason why people want this game is that it's a Nintendo issued, you know, gray or gold cartridge. And there's only so many of those. There's only, you know, 600 and change uh, NES games that you can like call officially release. So if you want that full library, you have to have this game. It's like a silly collector's thing mentality. I have it, of course. Uh, to, to have the, to have the, the, the full swath, right? right? And then you can add in, like, I also have all the bootlegs and I have all the, you know, in boxes and, and manuals and everything, but to have, like, the full cartridge collection, you would need to have this technically. <laughs> to me, I think my favorite thing about this story is that the person trading it in didn't know. Like, they, they're That's, like, oh, they ooh. just thought that, yeah. you know, they're going to get $5 or $10 for this NES collection, and it turns out they had something worth over $10,000, and they had no <laughs> idea. So oh they brought in a gosh. bag of... Um, Games from from the NES era and, Super, and Nintendo sixty four games and the buyer uh, Cody, uh, who I interviewed for the story uh, and released also a great just recounting of it on his YouTube channel DS Koopa, uh, but uh, you can check that out. But uh, he he told the story and it's really cute. Like the the guy brought it in and he just had to like say, "Are you pranking me?" Yeah. Like I just I just need need to ask Lee, are, are are you pranking me? Is this like a a camera thing or whatever? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, the guy who wasn't pranking him was like. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> Are you pranking <laughs> so me? So then they're just both like, yeah, probably thinking like, who's pranking who here? That's awesome. But then he said like, hey, I think you have something really valuable. And then just like went through the whole thing. Like, I'm going to research it real quick and give you a price. And, you know, he gave him now that price is public. He bought it from that guy for $13,000. Wow. And it's probably, it was in, you can see like the labels off a little bit. And it's just kind yeah. of, it was in a bag of games with like, yeah. like third party Nintendo 64 games. And How Cobra did that Triangle guy get it? Like, he didn't know what he had. How did he get it? He said he used to just buy uh, groups of, of NES games, which was kind of um, amassing them. But here's the thing about the Nintendo World Championships cartridge, is that we, for a long time, would repeat the untruth that it was only available to contest winners mm-hmm. and uh, for uh, also a contest in Nintendo Power. Yeah, there's so a like, different version. This uh, Apparently, a bunch of uh, those copies are out there because we know uh, Howard Phillips, who uh, was a Nintendo employee at the time, has some... 
He had like multiple ones. And then there's just like other ones that Nintendo, I think, just kept and had gave to employees eventually because they ran a bunch of contests with this cartridge, like all over the place. So like they didn't just give them all away. They gave away a certain number of them. And now we know serial numbers are higher than the 100, uh, mm. you know, in 16 that we originally thought. So he, he, the one he brought in was serial number 302. Like it probably indicates that that just came out of Nintendo you know, headquarters yeah. at some point went into somebody's house, went into a box of games, went to a goodwill, went to him. Um, and then it's also known that that the, well, they've already sold it to somebody. It is right? known. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was sold, uh, the next day, like the guy that, that it was sold to had come into the store the previous day and bought some like rares, some like really expensive games and had a good rapport for that reason. Right. Mm-hmm. So they had a, they, they said they had just like, like tons of offers right away as soon as they tweeted that out. And he came in and, and it was in person and was able to say like, Oh, I'm a, you know, you know, it's funny to tell this story because I just heard somebody tell this in the <laughs> reporting on awesome it. Though. But so you should definitely read, you know, my reporting. I please, and then also check out uh, Cody's video. But yeah, he said he said that, uh, you know, <laughs> that they just sold it to that guy because he had a good repute with them. Yeah. From, uh, past that's that's the part that gets me is like if you find out that you have something that's worth over ten thousand dollars and someone behind the counter says, "I'll give you thirteen thousand for it mm-hmm. right now," how are you like? Yeah, sure. Instead of being like, meh. I'm going to take so a yeah, sec. He did. I, to, yeah. He said Shop he really around. walked him through it. He's like, this is worth, at what, from what I can tell, fifteen dollars to $20,000 in good condition. And here's a really, you know, good condition means this and this and this. So you have to take condition into account. Um, did they try it out? Like, did they try to? Yeah, like, uh, Cody at, at, at Pink Girl did try it. He, he got to play it. And he said only the second, um, you have to plug in the cart, uh, the second controller to make it work. And he was like really oh, like, confused by that. Because uh, I think it was in like a kind of a component to to have this contest on. Like it wasn't in like an NES and just like on a television. I think it was in like a like a custom console. Right. Thing. Have you ever and played switches on it? It's a weird. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Have you ever played one of those? Like I was actually saying this to Damon. I think they had a Star Fox one, and I yeah, actually played a Star Fox competition. Craig Harris owns one of those and would bring it into the office so we could mess with it, oh, which was really cool. cool. It's like a, one level in that is completely new. The Nintendo World Championships cartridge, uh, we uh, had a knockoff of it that we did a, a contest here in the office and once. And then, <laughs> then since then, Steve Lynn, who actually was also interviewed for the story part of the video game uh, history museum stuff that uh, I quoted in there, he who, he. He has two of them. He has the gray one and the gold one. And we did a video. I bet it in my story. You can check that out. It's really cool. And so I've held them, but his are in like nice cased plastic yeah. or whatever and graded probably. Those are the ones that are, I think his copies have appeared at E3 and like in the video game history museum stuff there, which is a different foundation. He's part of the video game history <laughs> foundation, which is different. <laughs> but those things are, are, yeah, he has really nice copies of them. And he knows who won them too. Did you go over the games that are on the cart? Yeah, it's a uh, Rad Racer, Super Mario Brothers, and uh, Tetris. And really, the point is to like get through the Rad Racer level because you don't score very much in it, and then uh, get a hundred coins in Mario, which is a different way to play Mario. Mm-hmm. You just you know you probably want to take that pipe down right <laughs> yeah. at the beginning, get all those coins, uh, and then the the, uh, the then Tetris is really I think where you score. So I think if you're good at Tetris, you kick butt. So. I competed in the Nintendo World Championships. That's crazy. Nice. And I never uh, heard that story. I made it to the semifinals in Kansas City. Wow. But in my memory, it was I played Mario Brothers, Tetris, and The Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. So that throws me off. So all mm-hmm. the qualification rounds and stuff are all over the place. Yeah. Like I, I saw on the on the comments on the story, like, oh I, I I did that and I did really good at like somebody said, I can't remember, it was a Goonies two or something. I was like, what? That was part mm-hmm. of it. Like it's just something really weird. And I think they just had like different types of qualification stuff. Yeah. But this was like a way 
way to you know determine winners in the final round or whatever. Yeah, and they also might have done it more than once. Like I think this yeah. card's from 1990. Mm-hmm. Maybe I went in 91. Exactly. I don't really remember, yeah. but I went some year. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean that was the same with my situation. I went there and we played Star Fox. It was the first level. You had to get whatever score. They allowed you, I think, to wait in line and play a couple times. But um, I, I now know how to get 100% in the first level, and it has something to do with, like, taking out all the en- enemies that are flying through the little, um, oh, you know, yeah. areas, and you have to go through all the pylon things. You have to, like, so, go through sideways. Yeah, you have to, like, not use bombs, or you have to kill the boss in a certain amount of time. So I got, like, a 90 or a 95, I think, mm-hmm. and then I could never get the 100 when I did it. And yeah. then when Star Fox came out, I was like, okay, well, now it's like... So you hadn't played Star Fox yet? No, it was the first time I'd played Star Fox. And it was uh, crazy because, like, oh, Super FX chip. And I can't remember if that game was actually out prior to Mario Kart or if it was one of the first like super fx chips games so Uh, but it was super cool i I mean just even the music and the way you felt for playing a game like that i don't know if i'd played another game especially on console that felt the way Star Fox did like it doesn't really hold up now in a way but at the time it was awesome the world championships carts are like i know they're out there and they change hands all the times and like people were kind of asking like why is this news well it's news because it's cool to explain and people were really interested in it like seriously it was our most popular story this week but uh besides that it's also um they don't come into game stores they don't. They don't show yeah. up in the wild because so many of them have been tracked down. They and they always change hands privately, and that's what happened. In the second transaction here. Yeah. So the fact that we have like an on the record like price point is like important, and there's a few eBay ones, but it's just really hard to like nail that stuff down. So I think that's what was really cool about this, and that it was like a human interest story, like yeah. Cody and then Kelsey Lewin, who also works at Pink Gorilla and is part of the uh, same foundation that Steve Lynn is like. Those are people involved in like, you know, game history and research and stuff. And just to have this fall into their laps is like really cool. Yeah. I'd love to know what that guy actually bought after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shows up. Hey, cool. Ten or whatever it is. All right. What, what, you know, I thought I was going to get five bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do we get after? Or what if, what would you have gotten in trade? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll just take store credit. Yeah, store credit. <laughs> and then you're just like, all right, back up the truck. <laughs> We're cleaning you out. <laughs> Uh, Sam, it looks like loose copies of Super R-Type are going on eBay from 8 to $13. Mm. Ooh. Complete well, in box, I was, though. <laughs> I completely nailed it. <laughs> Complete wait, wait, in box, no, 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 no. It's going to set you back 35 bucks. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that's not completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. CIB. Damon, I think they made a movie based off your experience competing in the Nintendo World. Yeah, it's called The Wizard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> California. <laughs> Fred Savage. Yeah. <laughs> Played me. <laughs> I thought that you were the kid with the power glove. <laughs> no. Oh. I was I was the brother. <laughs> <laughs> From the time we wake up to when we go to sleep, we all put strains on our eyes every day. Whether that's staring at a computer screen at work, reading or gaming to relax, or even just passing the time on our phones, the eye strain is real. Thankfully, Rotojolt can provide immediate relief. It has an intense, energizing, and cooling sensation that will revive overworked, tired eyes, and keep you going. It's sleek, Compact packaging is perfect for on-the-go use, so you can bring it to work, class, or anywhere you might need it. You can pick up Rotojolt at a Dollar General near you, and you can find them online at rotojolt.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Rotojolt. That's R-O-H-T-O-J-O-L-T.com, and you can wake up your eyes with Rotojolt. One more time, that's R-O-H-T-O-J-O-L-T.com. Rotojolt, it's like an energy shot to the eyeballs. Product does not contain any caffeine or other stimulants, and it's not intended to keep you awake or alert. <laughs> What's that start sound? Let's get some from? more. Let's get some more uh, volume on that. Yeah.
There he is. Aww. That's what you heard when you began a round of Life Force. Oh, there you go. Yes. I was going to guess Gradius. And then Stinger, yeah. which are both Konami games. They, yeah, they might have the same exact sound yeah. in all three of those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. August 1994. I don't know if they had a Nintendo World Championships that year, but uh, on the cover of EGM was Super Return of the Jedi. They had an exclusive on it. How <laughs> relevant was Return of the Jedi in Star Wars in 94? It was probably the <laughs> most you know, the least relevant era for Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember yeah. in like 1996 before the, uh, the remakes came out, like Star Wars was just, wasn't that cool. I know. And there wasn't a lot out for it. It was really, it's really yeah. funny. Like it, I don't think me and my friends had even like started to sort of like surface our nostalgia for Star exactly. Wars yet. Exactly. It wasn't until like the later nineties when we started about, man, remember how cool Star yeah. Wars was. I had some <laughs> friends that like totally got into that and we like bought some like vintage Star Wars stuff and it was like really cool at the time. And yeah, it's totally been ruined. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, diving into this issue, what I like, there's a very confusing uh, photo right at the, the very beginning. A two-page spread. It's just a photo of Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in True Lies. Lies nice. It says, buckle up, but there's no... Yeah. And then just EGM. There's no indication <laughs> of why, why this is in there. It doesn't say True Lies. It doesn't say Arnold Schwarzenegger. It just, just says... Buckle up. So, like, you, you gloss over that stuff as a kid, knowing what I know now about how these magazines were made. Yeah. Like, that magazine was going to print the next morning, and they were like, we got two pages we have to <laughs> just, fill. We've got this new uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie coming out. Just put Arnold in it. doesn't matter. Okay. Now, you know how when we revisit magazines from this era, it's just Street Fighter 2 <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Pretty Every much. issue is just Street Fighter 2. All the letters are about Street Fighter 2. And some of the letters are like, why is your magazine only about Street Fighter 2? Remember that one? <laughs> August 94, the letter from the editor uh, is headlined, No More Street Fighter 2. Wow. They've heard the cries of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Is it an ironic letter? No. So he says, this is uh, Ed Simrad, editor of EGM. He says, we received our finished copy of Super Street Fighter 2 just the other day. And of course, everybody in the office gathered around waiting for the turn to play. After a couple of hours, the crowd cleared and the game just sat there. Noticing that, I asked everybody what they thought about the new version. The consensus was that it was okay, but it was just another version of Street Fighter 2. Granted, is the best Street Fighter 2 to date, but considering that it is the third time Capcom is redoing the game, they expected perfection. The question I have is, do we really need another revised and improved Street Fighter 2? Mm. Judging by our staff's opinions, in addition to the tons of letters we have already received from our readers, the answer seems to be no. Granted, if you are a street fighting fanatic, you will go out and buy the cart no matter what anybody says. But if you are an average player, you probably will be very disappointed after you play it for a while. At best, I recommend that you rent it, try the new characters, and then decide if you want to spend the 70 to $80. Why was it so expensive? Hearts, man. That's what they were, yeah. I think I paid like 80 bucks for Mortal Kombat on the N64. Absolutely. And and even then, like I remember buying all those. Like I love them. And I played Street Fighter in the arcade so much. The Nintendo version was better, and that obviously was, the, it became such a meme and joke. Yeah, for Capcom at the time would never <laughs> count to three; they would never release Street Fighter three. <laughs> yeah, there's multiple what, versions. Wait, what was different about this version? It had the four new characters. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and then you, and the you could change the speed. Uh, it was like Balrog, Saget. But there uh, would have been that was, different. that was Championship oh, Edition. Right. Super sure, had yeah, uh, what's his name, like the Native American Cammy character. And, yeah, and um, they already added Hawkins. Yeah, really? I think so. Yeah, and then Cammy and a few others. Yeah. Uh, so he, he, he spent some time lamenting uh, sequelitis in the industry. He says, it's not just Capcom that does a lot of sequels. One can't forget EA's long list of Madden or NHL games or check any game list and look at the games with numbers in the titles. There are quite a few. Gaming magazines are also guilty of perpetuating the sequel phenomenon. If you look at 25 all, years ago. I know. If you look at all the reviews of Super Street Fighter 2, you'll see a lot of smiling faces or near-perfect numerical evaluations. 
I believe that these reviewers are missing the point of what a review is all about. Games aren't cheap, and kids have to save up quite a while to get enough money for their next carts. <laughs> yeah, truth. We make that point a lot. I don't want to be the one who gives a 98 to a game which has a playtime of less than one day before it is shelved because the player found out too late that the game is not much more than a cosmetic update of a game he already has. Wow. But there had, has to be a better method of game evaluation. Had you are a gaming magazine. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he says, where do we stand? In our reviews, we're going to start taking into account this type of excessive game game program repetition and sequels. It's not an easy task. It is going to be subjective at first. Our goal is to take the average player into consideration, the one who already has a Street Fighter 2 Turbo or a Madden 94. Blah, blah, blah. He's, but I just think it's interesting <laughs> that they're addressing this. And then they he'll, they review Super Street Fighter 2 in this issue, and we'll see how that... It's a pretty thorny issue. Exactly. It's like yeah. Street Fighter 2, one of the greatest games of all time. Super Street Fighter 2 is a better version of it. It's the same but, price. Yeah. But it's, so it's hard to know how to score something like that. Yeah. Still, still would be today. Here in the letters to the editor, there's a great letter from a, from a reader in uh, New Mexico. His name is Ian, and his letter is called Nintendo Manifesto. His letter reads, what is this? You are always putting Sega down. Why is this? I'm really ticked off. Every Genesis game usually gets poor ratings. I saw the ratings for World Series Baseball, 87876. That really got me mad. It should have at least gotten straight eights. But do you really want to know what makes me mad? The ad for the Super NES smashing. It asks which system has a European porcupine for a mascot. What in the hell kind of question is that? That porcupine could rip Mario to shreds. And the ratings for Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition for Genesis are all wrong. My brother has the game, and just because it doesn't have the color and sound the Super NES has doesn't mean it's a bad game. Yes, it does. That ticks me off. The control is excellent, and the moves are easy to do. And unlike the Super NES, you don't have to do a trick to get 10 stars, and it has a group battle. And every kid I know has a Genesis. And at least Genesis has a rating system and blood on their games instead of sweat, there like on the Super NES. The sales are 63% Sega, 37% yes. Oh, Oh, in issue 58, the new Game Boy is a stupid idea. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you own a different system besides Super NES, how is it going to work? I own a Genesis and a Game Boy, and I will not spend more money to go and buy a Super NES and a new Game Boy. And which system has a CD? Genesis. I'm sorry, but Genesis is the better system. Oh, and do you know when Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo is supposed to be out? (laughs) <laughs> i can't believe you found my letter uh, man that guy really wanted the internet to Did be they answer his then. question that's crazy uh they have a pretty long lengthy uh answer <laughs> i just want to know about the, his final question it could have been uh oh it's too far to i don't know uh, I, I love how basically in the middle of it he actually just denounces everything that he's having it doesn't matter if the color is not as good and the sound is bad and all this other stuff it's and you're like what no no, no. you're actually explaining why yeah. Do you realize that? Uh, on the next page, we have an ad for something called the Video Jukebox VJ. Whoa. It's like this system where you can like hook it up to your Sega Genesis and then plug a bunch of carts in it, and then you can just switch between them. You don't have oh, yeah. to unload each cart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody wanted seen that. This. I've never seen this before. The, uh, the Genesis even has the Jukebox <laughs> VJ. Does the Super Nintendo have that? I don't think so. That ticks me off. Yeah. The copy here says, this radical new technology utilizes nuclear radioactive electrolytic cell micronization covered with a silicon outer shell with a six-cylinder overcam suspension. Huh? Just pulling your yank, man. The video Jukebox, nicknamed the VJ, really uses a cranking computer-driven silicon-based ASIC that allows you to switch between one and six carts on the fly. 
But wait, there's more. You can attach, I gotta switch to Sonic 2. <laughs> you can attach more than one VJ together to hold 12, 18, up to 36 carts. Oh, no. But not more than 36. 37. Can, yeah, you, no. can you imagine your, you know, your, your friend with uh, maybe a hyperactive disorder like, getting a hold of that thing? I don't want to play this anymore. Bubsy. Yeah. I don't want to play this anymore. Air the acrobat. Yeah, it's just like having a bunch of free-to-play games on your phone. <laughs> I, I was waiting to hear the word blast processing in there. They forgot oh, no, that one. Man, uh, on this page, they were asking their readers to send in what if scenarios. So like, cool. what if uh, some of these were like, what if Nintendo made a CD ROM? Was mm-hmm. one of the suggestions. Mm. Some of these don't make sense to me. Then I wouldn't be so ticked off. What if Dalsim? <laughs> what if Dalsim had to blow out a candle? What? What? Uh, what does that have to do with anything? I, you I see, because know. because, oh, because he Kombat? only blows fire breath. Oh. So, <laughs> okay. Why not? So, so he would melt the candle and relight it. <laughs> the only thing I was thinking about was his long arms, and I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what is I was wrong with you guys? I, mean, I, I didn't remember that. the. No, I didn't remember that. the fire blowing. No, I mean, yoga flame, yoga fire. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, yeah when he does. <laughs> Aaron from Pennsylvania says, "What if Goro rated video games four thumbs up?" <laughs> Do you guys get that one? It's because Goro <laughs> he blows fire. <laughs> What if Steve from Tennessee, what if, if Cap- you know, on Nintendo, he, he blows sweat <laughs> <laughs> on the Genesis. He blows blood. What if Capcom made street fighter two for the 2600 <laughs> losing it. I'm, I'm holding on, I'm holding on it. Sam. I'm just taking a deep breath. Let's play some music for CJ to calm him down. Okay. Oh, Great. <laughs> Worked really well. What? <laughs> you just glazed over. What if Nintendo's, this is from Clay in Texas, what if Nintendo's game approval staff consisted of only mothers? Don't drink the water, CJ. I'm not gonna. Wait till everybody's done I'm speaking on this show until you drink that water. <laughs> These are so weird. Okay, what, what, is, what did he say? What if Nintendo's game approval staff consisted of only mothers? Mm, okay. What if Guile wanted to marry Sonya and Chun-Li is jealous? What if you guys? <laughs> Do you want me to explain that one? <laughs> the last one is: What if there was a game called RoboCop versus Stimpy? <laughs> oh my gosh! That would actually be the best thing ever. Actually, I just bought a boot, bootleg. Uh, Scott Brownlee and I went in this together. We bought a bootleg uh, playfield and set that you convert a, a pinball machine. Uh, from this game called High Speed, which is kind of boring, to a game called, I forget the name of it because it's German, (laughs) and the game is RoboCop and Dragnet themed. It just has RoboCop on it and Dan Aykroyd from the 80s Dragnet movie. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I can't wait to show it to you. That just just occurred to me when you mentioned it. Just because. I think there's like none out there. This is going to be the only one. We're going to ruin a High Speed and make it into this. (laughs) Everyone, High high Speed's not bad. Uh, high speed two, the getaway is better though. Yeah, it is. After uh, the, after this episode, everyone should look up the music video for the theme to Dragnet called "City of Crime." It features Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd rapping. Ooh, great! Can't wait. <laughs> uh, here's a letter from John in Connecticut. He says, "I would like to let your readers know about my recent decision to part with all of my Nintendo hardware and software." Oh boy. I'm an adult in my late 20s who has owned a Super NES system adult. since it was originally released. I was satisfied with the games until Nintendo started this up guy with is their 50 now. 
I was satisfied with the games until Nintendo started up with their fascist censorship policy and began to butcher their games. Nintendo's attitude of not caring about the sweat breath, about what the customer wants to see and still expecting us to run out and buy their toned down rubbish Irritates me immensely, to say the very least. Why do you sell a Sega games too? That alien, no, he just said Nintendo. <laughs> the blood. Yeah. They oh, got the blood. Nintendo. That yeah. alienation, along with the desire for better games, Great prompted game. me to buy an Atari Jaguar. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I've owned Whoa. my Jag since it became available and have nothing but praise for the hardware and software. <laughs> All right. I also feel good about seeing Made in the USA. He types while sobbing. <laughs> Wait a second. He feels good about. I feel good about seeing he's made lying. in the USA we and printed lying. in the USA on Atari products. Atari is not going to censor their games, and they now have a multitude of third party vendors about to deliver a deluge of awesome games, including Wolfenstein 3D and Doom. Since I received my copy of Tempest 2000, I have sold all of my Nintendo carts, and the money from said sales will be going into a JAG CD ROM system when it becomes available. Oh, I haven't had this weird cart that was from the Nintendo World <laughs> Championships that I sold. Not wishing to profit. Propagate the Nintendo obscenity further than necessary. I destroyed my Super NES deck with a sledgehammer <laughs> and left it outside to rust in pieces. Oh my god! To close dude. this letter, I wish to state for the record, I will never give Nintendo another penny. Their project reality that is alleged to be in development is supposed to be cutting-edge hardware. Who cares? If you can't play the kind of games you want on it, the system is useless. Buy Atari. Quite simply, they are the best. And editor, why is EGM number 54 the only issue with the JAG on the top of your front cover? <laughs> Better put it back to let people know you guys support the JAG. Wow. Okay, so was this the year that things turned? <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to point out that negativity in video games started For happening. sure, was absolutely. everything okay until 1994? <laughs> no, I think it's good to rem- re- remember that insane fanboys are not new yeah. to yeah. video games. I that, mean, definitely, yeah. The Zelda Mario like thing for sure started in that Genesis area. But th- but this is this is crazy. The Nintendo yeah. sh- censorship stuff was a big deal in the 90s. Yeah, they it was. Took out, they took out all the, like, the ch- you couldn't like go to a church in Dragon Quest. I think they changed it to like you know a hospital or something like that. <clears> um, yeah. Even I think Bionic Commando. There's a couple other games that had censorship mm-hmm. as well too, just because of you know well, the ending of those games. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but that, <laughs> yeah, they took out the swastikas. But, well, but that's my point. Yeah, they did. They did a lot of that stuff. I mean, um, there's a there's an ad for Blockbuster. <laughs> it says video huh. game video games are like high tops. Wait, wait. What year is this? Ninety four. I don't know. Okay, keep going. I don't know when I remember Blockbuster is my point. Video games are like high tops. The new ones are cool, but after a while, they start to stink. All right. So rent your games for Blockbuster is okay. what they're... That feels really yeah. early for Blockbuster. I don't know if 94? I, yeah, because I, I, so. I feel like... Because I remember high school just... you know, But I do remember them coming in and taking over other stores that were previous mm. video game stores. That's like the height of Blockbuster, I think. Tara uh, just told us we own this. Late yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I was a little... Threw I, one up. Threw one up. Oh, because yeah, that's a good point. Because that came from Ziff yeah. Davis from Old. Sorry, we're talking. We're talking inside baseball here. <laughs> Over in the review crew section, uh, the game of the month is Donkey Kong '94. Oh, cool! I'm glad <laughs> yeah. I got some recognition wow. at the time. I don't remember hearing about it very much. One though. of the all-time greats. You got a nine and three eighths. Uh, I would have given it four tens. Uh, but I don't <laughs> think they they don't even seem entirely clear on what this game is. Because yeah. uh, the highest score from the editor of this issue says. Boy, this sure brings back memories. All the fun of the arcade is here, plus a whole lot more. Donkey Kong has more features, including a save function, cool new cinemas, never-before-seen levels, and color using the Super Game Boy. I can't stress enough how good this game is. On the plain old Game Boy, it's okay. But on the TV, it really rocks. I'm buying a Super Game Boy just for this 
remake of the old classic. I don't think they played it. They don't understand. <laughs> yeah. It's not. I don't think the like, some new levels thing is really telling the full story. They here. played <laughs> a totally different game. They it's a puzzle platformer. For five minutes yeah. and made it through the first two <laughs> levels of the Donkey yeah. Kong Arcade. And they're like, oh yeah, I remember Donkey Kong. It's great. Uh, it's nostalgia. It's, it's yeah. an eight. Now on to the other 17 <laughs> games I'm reviewing this month. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Nintendo games that you can play with more than four players last week. Here's an ad for the Super Link that allows up to five players. Oh, why, it's just one more? Yeah, it's one more. <laughs> well, this that really kicks me off because Genesis has one with six. <laughs> what what was that besides sports games where you're playing five players? Well, they list some games here. Bomberman. Um, all right, you have Bomberman. Fire Striker. I don't know what no, that is. It's not Bomberman. No. Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. The Peacekeepers uh-huh. and Secret of Mana. Well, Lord of the Rings is a three player game. Yeah. Okay. Secret well, they're, they're listed as compatible with this. Interesting. All right. Here's the review of Super Street Fighter Two. See if they uh, change their review scores. He's got a six, seven, seven, eight. Whole harsh. The lowest score says, I'm getting a little tired of having to buy a new Street Fighter game every year. (laughs) Sure, this game has four new characters and a nifty tournament mode, but why get this one when you can wait a year for the next one? Super Street Fighter 2 plays the same as before, but the voices are horrible and the graphics need a few touch-ups. Capcom needs to totally redo this game to get my interest back. It's just more of the same. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. That was impressive, Sam. They have good. I think this is the first time I've seen this. There's a review of a CDI game in here. Oh, oh man. Cool. It's Dragon Slayer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Dragon Well, that would work really well yeah. in CDI. They loved it. They gave it two eights, two sevens. Yeah. Dragon Slayer is a near exact match to the original coin op. Did I already rant about Dragon Slayer at California Extreme? What do you mean? Oh, at, at California Extreme, they had Dragon Slayer. And when I play it there, it's always this version, which I think is like a harder version, where it's just like everything is completely out of sequence. So you don't cross the drawbridge first and enter the castle and go through it. It's like the first sequence could be like the whirlpool part. Is it like randomized? Yeah. That's and I, I think there's like maybe a dip switch setting or something that mm. makes it that way. But then I listened to this podcast with the Hello from Magic Tavern uh, uh, crew, which is one of my favorite shows, talking about Dragon Slayer. And they all play that version. They're like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I just wish it was a narrative. So I think there's like a shuffled version of Dragon's Lair that mm. was like common. It makes people hate it. But it, it's also a yeah, hateable game. I don't want to <laughs> want to say that. that it's, but when I, I love, played it, it was always in sequence. And it was like yeah. it told this kind of cool story and maybe fl- yeah. flipped levels a little bit. But That's interesting. Well, we yeah. should look into that. Okay. All right. Here's uh, EGM's hot top tens. Top ten two-player simultaneous games. Uh, Gunstar Heroes, mm. Battletech, Pocky and Rocky, yeah. Final Fight CD, yeah, the Super Nintendo version doesn't have two-player. Right. Smash TV, The Peacekeepers, you can use it with your multi-tap. <laughs> Zombies Ate My Neighbors, Sunset Riders, Top Hunter, that's a Neo Geo game, and Sonic 3. That's great. Right. great well, all, all those are good. I kind of am interested in Top Hunter now. Is Pocky and Rocky good? I don't, I don't yeah, know. That's, uh, I've never played that's it. That's the Americanized version of, I don't know. Isn't it? A, that's not Mystical Ninja. That, it's not a Goemon game, I don't yes. think. Super Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, I played ed- Rocky. <laughs> editors, editors top 10. Uh, August 94 was Demon's Crest. That's a very cool game. NBA Jam, Super Street Fighter 2. Uh, I guess just, no, oh yeah, that's the uh, same one. World Heroes 2, Jet, Samurai Showdown, Super Metroid, Fighters History, Dynamite, Saturday Night Slam Masters, Pocky and Rocky 2, and Art of Fighting 2. Yeah. NBA Jam kind of took a play out of uh, the Street Fighter book. They released a bunch of those too. They had like NBA Jam and NTE. Yep. All that stuff. And then the reader's top 10 this month was Mortal Kombat 2, Super Street Fighter 2, Mortal Kombat 2 Arcade, Street Fighter 2 Championship <laughs> Edition, Street Fighter 2 SNES, wow. Super Star Wars, Mortal Kombat, NBA Jam, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, <laughs> and Saturday Night Slam Masters. There it is. You remember when NBA Jam just had like Bill and Hillary Clinton in it? And <laughs> the like big head this, modes. Like, yeah, just like. It was super cool. Weird cheats. Ed Boone, yeah, and all the. Uh, the toasty guys. Uh, this is from Babbage's best-selling Super Nintendo game this month was FIFA International Soccer. Genesis was World Series Baseball. 
Um, the others aren't very interesting. <laughs> Neither were those. <laughs> I know, so I decided to stop right there. Uh, later on, they've got a preview of Beyond Oasis on... What Dude, is it? On... I, uh, what you talking about? I wanted that RPG so bad. On uh, Sega Genesis? When I was a kid. Very, very cool game. It was supposed to be there Zelda-like on Genesis. Yep. But the preview calls this game The Story of Thor. And I never... I guess that was like a working title for that game. I don't think <laughs> that's what it was called in Japan. I played that I game for the first time on <clears throat> the Sonic Ultimate Genesis collection. And yeah. I played it like straight through and it's so accessible and fun. And I would highly recommend it if you want to go play a retro game that's like Zelda and you yep. just don't want to have to use a fac or whatever. And it's just, it's great. It's such a, yeah. uh, it's a great game that I um, wish I had played when I was a kid. The, the game definitely, I, I, I guess cause it's on Genesis, but it should have a higher profile. Yeah, now. absolutely. Yeah. It does. Uh, it's called beyond Oasis. Very cool animation. Great music. It's a really cool game. And it's about Thor. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't uh, know that when I played it. There's a preview of Donkey Kong country. Oh, and there's some good okay. text in here. It says the biggest surprise at the summer CES had to be Donkey Kong Country. Using special graphics that were rendered completely by computer, this cart <laughs> comes alive. The graphics blow away ordinary 16-bit. In fact, they're even better than most 32-bit games. The 32-meg game has Donkey Kong and his adventurous son exploring their island home. Wait, wait. <laughs> they're not really. No, exactly. Ever since Donkey Kong came out in the arcades, Stupid Kong in Japan, everyone has loved this big ape. I want to stress that Donkey Kong is not called okay. Stupid Kong okay. in Japan. <laughs> That's not a thing. Not factual. What did that come from? Yeah, exactly. While Mario came away from the game to achieve fame, it seemed like Donkey Kong was forgotten. Donkey Kong Country plays like a Mario game. It has dozens of giant levels, each teeming with hidden places to find. You can even ride on animals. This is the biggest and best Nintendo game ever. <laughs> At the time. I would agree yeah. with that. I think Those so. Graf- yeah. uh, graphics used to matter so much. Yeah. I mean, they that's, just used to matter so much. Donkey Kong Country like single handedly extended the life of the. Yeah, absolutely, oh, yeah. not single handedly like, like, like that in conjunction with some other big RPGs. Like it staved off like the PS One yeah. for years. Well, visually, I mean, that game had a package of everything. Like the visuals were awesome. The music was awesome. I think it's like David doot, Wise. Doot, doot, uh, yeah, exactly. Doot, doot. I think it was a rare uh, composer. Uh, who does a lot of those? Uh, I think he did the Battletoads theme and a bunch of other things like that. But yeah, this, the music in that game was top notch. Yep. Everybody remembers the Water World. It just yep. had some of the most beautiful music. And finally, in the very back of the magazine, in their like pop culture section, they have an article on True Lies. <laughs> <laughs> you had to make it to the end, which is why I guess there was a two page spread of True Lies without any explanation. That's really in the front oh, of funny. the magazine. Uh, the back is a ad for a fighter stick for Sega Genesis and SNES called I Fighter saw, Stick SN. I saw their little tagline. Never loan out <laughs> your stick. <laughs> the it 90s. It doesn't even work on sort sure. of a dirty level. Yeah. No. <laughs> that was August 1994. EGM. I think that's all the time we have. This no, week. we're, we're going to play. We're going to play 20 questions. Yeah. Let's do it. That brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this Zelda week comes level from, up. I'm glad you guys got that. Yeah. Our suggestion this week comes from Joseph in Covington, Kentucky. Let the questioning <clears throat> begin. Could this game have appeared in the in that in that <laughs> issue of EGM, the 94 issue of EGM? No. Oh. Uh, could this game have appeared on a system that would have made that guy real mad in that first letter? <laughs> <laughs> could it have? Oh. Yeah. Couple toss ways. Like, here. you know, later in his life, would he be like, oh, I'm so ticked <laughs> off that that game was on that system? <laughs> I, on an, on I, I, I think the answer is no, if I'm understanding I'm, what you're asking. I really want to get this Nintendo one, system? guys. <laughs> this game was not on a Nintendo system. Okay, so whatever, the angry guy is just, he's in the clear. <laughs> was this, uh, I feel like if I ask this question, I might be able to figure out a 10 year span. Is this post 2010? Launched uh, originally post 2010? No. 
Okay, so then there's like a 10 94 year to 2010. Nice <laughs> clean window. No, oh, I mean, I didn't want to, you know, we would have done the same if I asked 2000. So, not this not, game not. come out on a, a optical medium? Yes. Okay. Might be Xbox, PlayStation, you one or two. Um, yeah, let's go. How do I ask the question? Um, oh, was this a, a console exclusive? No, that's five. I, we're in trouble here. Yeah. We're missing yeah. some shots. Uh, uh, I don't even know what to do. Like 94 to 2010, not on a Nintendo console, not a console exclusive. Um, I mean, we need to know the era. Was this game released um, on last generation, like PS3? No, no. Be, uh, oh, yeah. I see be, yeah. Oh. Is that too, no, because 2010 is, encompasses some of that, I guess. Some of it, yeah. Well, yeah, that's helpful. You're to right. Me. Like, is it PS3, Xbox 360 generation? Yes. Okay, oh, cool. nice. So a later one of those, which is good. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. But what else is it? I mean, we is also in there, maybe? Earlier one of those. <clears throat> oh, yes. Of oh, but, wait, yeah. you asked Optical Distance, and it was yes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not one of those cool downloadable games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's on multiple systems, but not Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So one of those nice... Good-looking 360 PS4 <laughs> games or a PC game or something like that. PS3. I'm going to go again. Was this game developed in America? Mm, not America. <laughs> the, but not uh, by America, I mean the United States. Not the United States. Okay. Uh, Just keep burning those questions. <laughs> that, that was the same question. That was a clarifying <laughs> yeah, question. A qualifier. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's, maybe it's like Mirror's Edge or something uh, developed in Europe. Uh, was um, does or, this... Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Does this have uh, uh, 3D graphics? Yes. Okay. Um, first person? Yeah, that's going to be my question. No. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. First person? Yes. Okay. <laughs> wait a minute. Is it? Oh, my God. Uh-oh. <laughs> we broke <Yeah>. Damon. <laughs> yes, it is first person. It's just been a long time. Since Do I've you want me to look it up it. for you? Just tell me the game. <clears throat> yes, it is first person. Okay. I had to check myself. First person. Um, you almost wrecked yourself. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if we um, think protagonist here or uh, a main character. Um, you can ask if you can play as a lady. Or- yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or an animal. Yeah, do you, do, you as a play, do you play as a human character? Yes. Okay. That's 10. Is this a Tom Clancy game? Yes. Oh, nice, Justin. So it's probably um, like Splinter Cell or uh, Ghost Recon. Yeah. It's probably Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. Yeah, 360 would have been Ghost Recon, Advanced War, Warfighter 1 or 2. Well, so we, we can narrow down Tom Clancy. Some, is, this a, is this a Ghost Recon game? No. Okay. Um, so there's Rainbow Six. Yeah. It's probably Vegas. Yeah. Is this a Rainbow Six game? Yes. There you go. Which one is it? I didn't play any of those. So it'd be uh, New Vegas, I think. And then it's um, just Vegas. <laughs> sorry. I'm I love getting fall- Vegas. I know. <laughs> I'm getting so this makes sense. Um, yeah, what other Rainbow Six games were out in that era? I mean, I, I don't know that franchise that well. I never played them, but there was like just like one, two, three, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then they spun out, spun out from there. Yeah. Um, it's probably Vegas. It probably is. Does this take place near the Hoover Dam? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Is it Rainbow Six Vegas? Vegas. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh. That's great. <laughs> Nicely what, what the heck made you ask if it was a Tom Clancy game because instead of a knew- Ubisoft game? 
Well, I, I because you said it was first person. I don't know. I, I was, the confusion over the first third. Well, we we already knew first person. Yeah. I nothing made me ask that. I was just that was my way of asking if it was a Ubisoft. But it wasn't a console exclusive either. So that's yeah. the, and, those are pretty. And popular a lot of the time. non, I guess a lot of the non Tom Clancy Ubisoft games appeared on uh, Nintendo consoles. So I like Prince of Persia was on Nintendo, and so was yeah. Beyond Good and Evil, and like the other stuff they were known for. Where was that developed? You, uh, uh, Ubisoft Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Um, the only reason the first person question tripped me up is because the yeah. the feature I remember the most is that you could use the Xbox 360 camera to take a picture of your face and put it on your character. And when you like uh, when you snuck up to a wall, then you would the mm. camera would come out and you'd see your character on the oh, okay. that way. Yeah. But I think the rest of the time it's in first person. Yeah, that may be one of those franchises. Again, I haven't played them, but I think they bounce around between perspective. Maybe. Yeah. It, it, anyway. It, they used to have like a tactical mode where you could like place, like really choose like what do you want you to make your point of infiltration. And yeah, those yeah. are really good games. They were good. Um, thank you for the suggestion, Joseph from Covington, Kentucky. Remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. That's all the time we have today. We have one more episode with CJ next week. Right. Make sure you tune in for that. Cause CJ says he has something planned. So we'll see. Uh, but thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, CJ. Thanks man. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out.